welcome to the Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues, but we do from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys. If you, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, um, we have a you know special guest uh, panel. He's he's on the website. Dan's an old you know panelist. I don't mean old, but I mean you know he's been around for a while. Uh, but we have ATF Dan O'Kelly on the show this evening. We have Captain Brett Bartlett. Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and Producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for uh, for being on the show. Also, a shout-out to all of our sponsors. We have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live. We have TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. Moving along, we're on LeoAffairs.com, Officer Accused of Forging Military Documents uh, Department. I guess, military documents, department on application. So it's an eerie police officer. He's actually been fired and he's facing felony charges. Felony after investigators say that he lied about his military background and he forged documents when he applied to the department. Listen how far down the rabbit hole this guy goes. Joseph Timon Watts Johnson. He's got enough names to be a bad guy, doesn't he? He's 35 years old, facing felony. Well, I guess he kind of is a bad guy. Is facing charges of forgery and attempt to influence a public servant, both felonies. According to the affidavit, Watts Johnson applied to the Erie Police Department back in 2021, so just a year ago. During the final interview in December, Watts Johnson said that he served in the military and completed ranger school as well as airborne and air assault schools. So uh, in January of this year, 2022, so what, a, a month or two later, Police Chief Kim Stewart reviewed his um, uh, DD-214, which documents military service history, saw that there was no information on his form about being a part of the Rangers, Airborne, or Air Assault Division. So when asked about the discrepancy, he said that his ex-wife had destroyed his documents, but that he would get the necessary forms backing his statements. Uh, so in June, uh, he had yet to provide the documents, even as he had gr uh, graduated training and was working as a officer by himself. Command staff requested that he bring in the forms prior to June 28th. So on June 28th, he provided a new military form that had additions to it. Uh, but police noticed editing mistakes that made them question the legitimacy of the document. So Erie Police contacted the U.S. Army, requested that Watch Johnson's documents, which reflected the original, uh, they reflected actually the original form that he turned in and not the supposedly updated form. Army said in a separate form that he would have needed to follow an updated form, and he never did. And so he then finally admitted that he had forged the military forms, and he was fired July 13th after the um, internal investigation. And they're referring it. You know, he may end up, you know, um, you know, going down the going down the river. Now I've got a Broward sheriff we're going to be talking about, uh, but Captain Brett, go ahead, and, and then and then Dan. You know, is this the first time this guy thinks they're not going to check up on him? There's something wrong with people like this. You know, if it's not on that DD-24, and it didn't happen. Uh, when mine says that I was a uh, special ops guy, it's all black. I can't talk about it right now. As a matter of fact, I've said too much. But, you know, somebody's going to find out. And if once you find out, once they find out you're a liar, it's all over. You've got no career. And he'll, he, he might go to jail for it. I think he said he had a roommate who had a template that he was using on Photoshop and how they do it. I mean, just some crazy, stupid stuff. Or as or Dan, as, as Brett would say, not stupid, but stupid. You know exactly. No, I think this is a sign of a continuation of the crap that Obama started when he came out after cops years ago 
and the ensuing years of assaults, lack of respect, out and out murders. I mean, the crap that police officers have taken since Obama made it trendy to be anti-cop. Uh, you're seeing now that you're getting a lot, you know, I mean, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel in some cases. You know, I'm not putting, um, I'm not speaking ill of the average police recruit or applicant. There are still a lot of good people out there applying, I'm sure. But a lot of these people who have no business being cops are encouraged to give it a try. You know, in, in past days, they would have said, hey, I don't have a chance. Now they're going to give it a try. And you're seeing a trend of people who are lying to get on, people who are, you know, the one we had earlier, will get the F out of the way, putting things on Facebook. It's like, how stupid do you have to be? It's, it's just sad to see these things. Well, thanks. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we've got, well, MVS, uh, super sticker. Thank you, MVS, for the support. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and he's all the way in Colorado. So Broward Sheriff lied on hiring forms. He may be fired by the governor. Now, this is not a new story. It's been going back and forth. There's some history here that I'll cover briefly. I got um, about 30 seconds. But Broward Sheriff Gregory Tony uh, misused his public position when he lied to get a previous law enforcement job at a Florida State Board of Ledges. This could lead to a recommendation to Governor Ron DeSantis to fire Tony. So back in January, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, FDLE, had concluded in an 18-month investigation that Tony actually lied about his past in a form to renew his Florida driver's license and law enforcement job applications, including one in 2005 to become a Coral Springs police officer. I'll finish this in just one second. We'll be right back. So if you spend any time inside an armored vehicle, you know how cluttered that world can be, and the same is true of cruisers. Well, there's a new product line out there made by Tactote that takes advantage of all that steel. Now, Tactote's products, they allow you to store a variety of gear at an arm's reach using magnetic technology. Extra magazines, med kits, less lethal breaching tools, they all can have a portable magnetic staging solution, just to name a few. So guys, if you're looking to get your patrol cars or your armored vehicles more organized and also to be able to deploy faster, check out tac-tote.com. Well, welcome back to Leo Roundtable Show. And I also see we have Tac Toad on our uh, YouTube channel conversing with us on the side. So thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Um, so we talked about back in January that the FDLE did their investigation and concluded that in 2005 that he had lied on his driver's license and law enforcement job applications to become a Coral Springs police officer. The sheriff was not charged because records were difficult to find and a witness could not be uh, could not reliably recall the event. So the FDLE then sent the results of its investigation to the Florida Commission on Ethics, which, of course, is why we're talking about it again. So the state's board's findings mean a public hearing may be held. Tony could be facing civil penalties, uh, which include a recommendation for removal from office. He's still in office and fines up to $10,000 per violation, according to the board. So that's what we have. Uh, Captain Bartlett. You know, uh, I, I was thinking about this, and one of our viewers, Andre, brought it up on the chat. This is the second time in the last few years that Broward has had a problem with the sheriff. You know, Sheriff Israel got booted out by, by uh, Governor DeSantis because of that old debacle down in the, the school. You know, if you're going to be raised to position of sheriff or even high, you, if there's something in your background, you just better tell the, tell, tell the governor, listen, buddy, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to stay right here. I'll be a midnight lieutenant. I'll be just fine. But now he's in that position. He's got enemies. People are digging, and they found it. Now, Brett, am I mistaken, or isn't uh, 
Scott Israel, you know, former Broward County Sheriff, isn't he some police chief of some little podunk little agency now? Or yeah, he, yeah, he's a, he's a, uh, the chief of some little twenty or thirty man department. Uh, and a few weeks ago, they had a problem. One of their officers got in some big trouble, so he just finds trouble everywhere he goes. He's like a what well, we call it a crap magnet. You know, I remember when I had Leo Affairs, and he was with Broward County. He used to. Man, he used to have subpoenas on speed dial for me trying to get IP addresses for deputies that were posting crap. And I, I, you know, I, I never, I never, I don't want to say I never complied, but I, I never complied with anything. He never got squat from me. So, uh, well, can, um, can, can I, can I deliver the message for you right now, Chip? Can I do oh, yeah, deliver a serious message? Hey, hey, Sheriff, take that pal. All That's right, right. If he, yeah, yeah. He just, he, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is that, their whole not to give away too much about how I did what I did, but their you know his department was so screwed up and trying to cut subpoenas and, and, and the way they did, they made so many mistakes, which allowed me to just you know um, I didn't have anything to worry about with com complying with people that didn't even know how to write a subpoena properly. It was just ridiculous. So he's just totally ineffective as a sheriff, and um you know I'm sure as a as a police chief where he's at now. Um, we got a little less than five minutes left, so uh, let's see what we've got coming down the uh, the pike now. Another video. Uh, this is back on This Is Butter on Rumble. Body cam shows a runaway teen shoot and critically injure a Portsmouth police officer. Brown. So we've got uh, News 3 obtains this video uh, of what led to the shooting of the officer. The suspect, Will Patterson Jr., has been convicted a second time for the 2017 shooting. Uh, Patterson was found guilty of 12 felony charges, including attempted aggravated murder. Patterson was 15 years old when he shot and critically injured a Portsmouth police officer. He's now 20 years old. So the uh, video that we're talking about, it's dated, but it's been released. So at the time... The 15-year-old Will Patterson was detained after Portsmouth police officer Angelina Bocklini identified him as a known runaway. So then the officer takes the suspect out of the car. Sounded familiar, David, I know. So as Bocklini, the female officer, attempts to handcuff Patterson, putting one handcuff on his left wrist, Patterson reaches for a gun in his waistband and he starts shooting her. 
So officer shot, officer shot, help me, she says on the radio. Bystander sees the officer lying on the ground, comes to a rescue. Um, officer down, officer down, 2500 block of Hickory Street is what the bystander ends up saying over the police radio. Court documents say that Patterson then ran to the London Oaks apartments and officers eventually catch up with him, hold him at gunpoint while taking him into custody. And he still, you can still see in the video, he's got the uh, handcuffs still on his left wrist. He's got, you know, one cuff on his left wrist. And uh, so just a, you know, a horrible thing. The officer had to undergo surgery and physical therapy. Uh, Patterson, our bad guy, was found guilty back in 2018. The conviction ended up being thrown out. A judge ordered later ordered a new trial because a doctor said that he was incompetent to stand trial for an unrelated robbery case. So he'll be sentenced on November the 9th in reference to what we're talking about. So just a, uh, a uh, you know, a really horrible incident. Um, Officer Andre Casal. Uh, what I don't understand is, again, why are we putting anybody in the car? Why are we putting them close to the car? Why are we not searching these guys before we take them into custody? Don't take I mean, you know, search them, search them, search them, search them. The fact that she put them down in the car immediately gave me that sinking feeling. I had somebody actually put somebody, um, it was a teenager in my car who had a gun on them and they didn't search them before they put them in my car. I flipped out. I mean, that was, we had to come to Jesus after, you know, after they did that. And I'm going to tell you what it didn't, you know, from that point on, I would never allow that officer to be on my call without two or three of us searching, you know, the suspect. There's no way in the world. I don't understand why we're not searching these people. I don't understand why we're not taking custody. You can always, we always say you can detain them. You can undo it. It's okay. Brush them off. Say, I'm sorry. You know, you're not the right guy or, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to detain you for now until I conduct my investigation. It's okay. Brush them off. If everybody leaves, they're okay. I'd rather take paper for that. Give me paper for doing my job and trying to, you know, go ahead and make sure I go home safely. Make sure that any suspect goes home safely. Make sure that any citizen goes home safely. Why are we not searching these people? Don't sit them down in your car. Excellent advice. Thanks. I mean, like that we've all been there. Com complac complacency. That's what got her. Complacency. A known runaway, juvenile. Okay, come on, get a gun. Bang, complacency. That's that's what gets you every single time. Like Andrea said, if you're being, if you're in my custody, I don't give a crap what you are, or what you did. The custody ex is exactly the same. You're gonna get patted down or searched, depending on the type of custody. Um, more than likely, put in handcuffs and put in the back of the police car. And that, that's just the way it goes. Sorry and let you go if that if it turns out the way but a known just because he's a known runaway then you're gonna oh he's just a you know complacency that'll kill you it goes for the occupants in the previous in the previous video that we saw too lackadaisical you're just ah uh, you know you don't want to go hands-on it's it, both videos you sit there and you're like you know no get custody you know go ahead and maintain you know detain them do whatever you have to do maintain some control of your of your scene Thanks, guys. Dan, hold that thought. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Look, I'm going to take this time to talk about the Wounded Blue. Uh, so, you know, Randy Sutton is not on the program this evening, but thewoundedblue.org, you know, he's got a conference coming up that we've already talked about at the beginning of the show. And also, you know, they, they deal with officers that suffer um, after traumatic events. So, you know, highly recommend that you check them out at thewoundedblue.org. Uh, there's opportunities to volunteer, opportunities to support the site, to donate. Um, so whatever um, level of 
help that you are interested in giving, whether it be, you know, you've got uh, prior experience or maybe that, you know, you've had some trauma in your life, you know, and you think you can help other people. Uh, that is a great, it could be a great opportunity for you. So highly recommend that you, that you check them out. Um, also, uh, we're this channel, uh, Leo Roundtable. We have a Roku channel that we're on now and also Amazon Fire TV. So please check us out on those two sources if you have them. Welcome back to Leo Roundtable. Uh, ATF, Dan, I hated to cut you off, Dan, but go ahead. No, we're good. I just wanted to say props to everything David and Andrea said, but I wanted to add that, you know, even when someone else has searched a suspect and they turn them over to you, search them again. I have three cases uh, in the past when I was in uniform where somebody turned a suspect over to me, they're already cuffed and they've already been searched. And uh, one guy, I found a 44 Magnum and a shoulder holster. Another kid, you know, it was this fat kid that had been shoplifting. He's cuffed behind his back. And uh, I find a, one of those little baby 22 revolvers behind his belt buckle and his waistband. And then there was this one uh, guy that a corporal of ours threw in a drunk tank. And he's been in the cell for eight hours. And I take this guy out in the morning when he's sobered up to uh, fingerprint him and feed him. And I checked him again. He had cowboy boots on. There was a 32 automatic in one of his boots in the cell. So check these people and stay alive. Thank, thanks, Dan. You know, uh, Andrea, I know what you're thinking. Dan said the fat, fat boy, fat dude, whatever. And I, I know you're thinking that that may automatically violate the American with Disabilities Act of 1990. Uh, I just want you know, I checked on that and obesity is not a protected class yet. So he, Dan's off the hook with that statement. Dan's exactly correct. You know what? That's exactly how we found the gun in my car. You have to keep searching them no matter what. I got, I was angry that somebody even put somebody in my car without me knowing, you know, if you get into these cars, you put somebody in your car, you know, you have got to search and research. We used to get discipline anytime we took somebody into booking and they had anything on them. And the, the agency where that ran the jail would love to get TPD. They would love to go ahead and, you know, have us get paper for that. So, you know what, you search them, you research them and make sure that you're taking them in knowing that they don't have anything on them. It got to the point where we've talked about it before. Unfortunately, it got to be the point where if you manipulated any sort of their clothing, it ended up being a strip search. I said, you know what? I'll strip search anybody just by manipulating clothing to make sure that we had paper to sit there and say, look, I searched him and I'm not taking them into this building with any firearm, drugs, anything like that, any paraphernalia, nothing at all. Search them, research them. Don't let somebody put somebody in your car without you knowing exactly what they have. You know, these things are, it's one little thing, one little change in, in your, you know, patterns. And, you know, you go home that night. If you, if you make any mistakes, I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's, it could be a deadly mistake. You have to do it. So Andrea, is that officer that did that to you? Is that officer still with the agency that you know of? Yes, they are. They're a good officer today, probably because they got their butt chewed that night, but they are a good wow. officer now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't catch the name. No, I'm not going to say a name because that, that would be very bad for them. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, if our listeners Andrea can't hear me right now. I muted her microphone, but I will let you know what she tells me. Don't worry. Thanks to all of our panelists. I see David shaking his head. Thanks to all the panelists for contributing. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks to our uh, online listeners for uh, engaging on the show. Uh, also, shout out to our sponsors, Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com. 
Check it out. Take the gun quiz, guys. Uh, David won't, so you guys should. Uh, MyMedicare.live, tac-tote.com. Thanks for being on the show, tac-tote. Bang Energy for fueling us, which enables me to talk so fast. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. <laughs>